Hey everyone, welcome to season three of the Teams with Edge podcast with me, your host, Ashley Livingstone. I'm an entrepreneur, community advocate, and like you, I'm a leader who is learning and growing every day. I've worked with a lot of teams and leaders over the years. I've really seen what works and unfortunately, what hurts. Right now, we are going through a massive shift in the workplace with the great resignation, remote work, hybrid work, diversity and inclusion, and overall sense of overwhelm and burnout. As leaders, it's easy to get lost in the many competing needs for your time. I'm here to help you navigate your way through these waters, to present ideas to inspire and motivate, ultimately to help you create a thriving, sustainable culture which inspires your team and helps your business succeed. So let's get to it. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Teams with Edge. Today I want to talk about a conversation that tends to be a bit uncomfortable for people. A conversation around boundaries. Now, when I first really started thinking about my own boundaries and other people's boundaries, I was originally met with a lot of resistance, um, even for myself. And to me, we had this image of boundaries being a restrictive word, kind of like dieting, that boundaries were holding us back from something and that they just weren't great to have. Now, I have definitely over the years kind of not had boundaries at times, had too strict of boundaries, um, not respected boundaries, and not had my own boundaries respected. This is one of those interesting um, dynamics with people. And for me, where I stand now on boundaries is that I can't live without them. They're kind of like my, my talk on time management is that once you figure it out, like once you figure out how well managing your time can work for you, why would you ever go back? And that's how I feel about having boundaries now, boundaries in my personal life, boundaries in business. And this doesn't mean that I walk on eggshells or that people have to walk on eggshells around me that I actually see boundaries as a really healthy way to live and run a business. So as a leader, boundaries have definitely helped me become more productive. They've helped me work with more of the clients that I really want to work with. And they have actually created more ease in my business. So a lot of that comes with me shifting the way I think about boundaries and seeing all of the ways that boundaries work for me rather than against me. So I used to work, you know, when I worked in the corporate world and I I reported to people and I had, you know, the big job, I used to feel that I had to work all the time to make my boss happy. 
And that when they sent an email in the middle of the night, I almost felt, I, I did, I felt compelled to have to answer it. Or if they set a meeting at eight o'clock in the morning, when really I don't start work until nine in the morning, I felt like I had to um, accept that meeting, right? When your boss sends you a meeting notice, you feel like you have to accept that meeting notice. Um, I, you know, used to work with a lot of donors and sponsors and people who were giving money to the organization I worked for. And I felt that I had to listen to them all the time, implement all of their ideas, even if, you know, I'm the expert and they are definitely not the expert. Um, I would have to go for awkward coffees with them, lunch with them. Um, I had to go to their home at times to collect things from them. I even remember one time, you know, having a dinner event with one of my committees and I had to serve everyone, um, which was not my role at all, but I did it. I didn't have boundaries and it almost seemed, you know, at the time my boss, you know, definitely this was her assumption that I was going to serve everyone. And I didn't say no. And I, I just did the work. Um, and I really felt like a server, um, somebody who was serving these people as opposed to collaborating, working and celebrating with them. And what I realized, you know, as I took some of those bad boundary habits that I had, and when I started my own business, while I was shedding many of the habits that I had learned, and I was shedding, you know, that corporate skin and developing my own authentic way of doing things, I kept some of my bad boundary habits. And what I mean by that is, you know, as a new business owner who had a young child at home, I really was in the hustle game. I was answering every client email at any time, weekend, dinner time. I was on my phone constantly because one of my clients, air quoting here, might need me. Um, I was, you know, also sending emails to them at any time, um, you know, because I thought if I, oh, if they see that I'm sending an email at 11 o'clock at night, they will know I'm a hard worker. And I was constantly invading my personal time with work and my personal time was coming into work. My work was coming into my personal time. I had no boundaries set to separate the two, right? But why should I? I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a young working mom who is, you know, starting something here. These are the messages I was being told or that I believed. And I was really, you know, becoming resentful of my business and my family was becoming resentful of my business. I was letting everything just blend together. Um, and then I also developed this pattern because I was answering my clients at, at, as soon as they wrote me, right? Because 
I really thought that that meant good customer service, you know, replying instantly. Um, that actually just increased their demands, right? Instead of them trusting and respecting me, it actually made them think I can email her at any time. I can call her. I can text her and I can set meetings at any time and she's going to come to them. Sometimes I was driving an hour and a half, two hours for a meeting that actually didn't need to be a meeting because I didn't know how to hold a boundary. Okay. And really this caused me to start attracting, you know, nightmare clients. And it was just like a bad situation. So I was working way more than I needed to be working for them. And it was bleeding into all parts of my life. And this really did cause me to think about not continuing on with my business. I was so busy trying to please other people, but it was leading to burnout. It was leading to setting unrealistic expectations with them. Um, and I, once I was in it, I didn't know how to get out, right? Once you you know, start showing your clients that they can email you at any time of day, night, weekend, whatever, on your vacation time, I was actually answering emails and taking meetings with clients, even though I'd set an out of office that said, I'm on vacation with my family. I had some clients who still would text me and say, I need to meet with you. And I'd set a meeting with them while on vacation, y'all. <laughs> on vacation. And this was just, I think that actually was the aha breaking point when my family was sitting down by the water, enjoying a drink, enjoying the sunshine. And I am trying to find the spot in the cottage that has the Wi-Fi to have this client meeting, having the meeting and it being a nothing meeting. It was just them flexing their control over me to see if I would do it. And that was my wake up. That was the time when I realized, you know, I only have so many summers with my son before he moves off and goes to school. And I want to enjoy that time. I want to enjoy my business. I want clients who are going to be keen um, to get the work done, but who also respect me and the value that I bring and that they value my time as well. And that's when I got introduced to boundaries. And I definitely was scared at the beginning on how to implement some of these boundaries, but I knew I couldn't keep going on the way I was going. So if you are a leader who is constantly feeling like you're on your phone at all hours, you have no work-life harmony, and I say harmony over balance because I truly believe we're not always going to have 50-50 equal time, and that's not often what many of us are looking for. We're looking for that beautiful harmony that comes when what you're doing personally aligns with what you're doing professionally. And it all works really nicely together. So 
if you are really looking for that work-life harmony, you are looking for clients who you respect, who respect you back, who value you, for a team who also um, thinks and works like that, then boundaries may be a really good solution for you. And, you know, we all have some bad habits that come with us from childhood or previous workplaces, and you can break them, right? If you can form the bad habit, you can also break the bad habit. So, you know, because I also realized that as I was creating all of these bad habits with not setting boundaries, as I was recruiting staff to join my team, I was also expecting them to work the same way I was working. So I'm going to say that again. I expected my staff to work the same way I was working. And this is so incorrect on so many different levels, um, which I know now from doing the leadership training and the work um, and practicing it. My staff actually add so much value because they are different than me, because they have their own ideas and that they work differently. They um, have different hours sometimes than I do. They have different priorities than I do. And why would I ever imagine that somebody whose business it was not is going to care the same or more than I am about it? Okay. It's just not going to happen that way. So I wasn't respecting my team members' boundaries, and I was kind of doing to them what had always been done to me, thinking that that was the way it was, but it isn't, because then you lose your staff and you keep your nightmare clients. So setting boundaries, uh, it can definitely seem scary because ultimately, I think I personally was worried about disappointing people and, you know, thinking I can do it. So it's so easy for me to just email them back. I can't, but should I, right? Should I? No. <laughs> um, I wanted to be helpful. I wanted to be seen as, you know, that person that they couldn't live without, but really um, that wasn't what was happening it was actually creating a completely different dynamic. So when I started to set boundaries, I really saw a shift. I saw a shift in how I showed up um, with my clients and the times that I gave myself to work. Um, so when I was really in work mode, I was working. Okay. And I still do that. So my work time is my work time. And I have a boundary that my family respects and I hold it that they're not coming into my workspace. Okay. And then vice versa. When I am spending time with my family, my work is not coming into it. Okay. And I guess you know, for those of us who kind of have this all or nothing mentality and you that worry about, oh, I messed up. I took that, took that call from a client while I was supposed to be having dinner with my family. Look, at the end of the day, we're all human. 
and life happens. I am never, ever suggesting that we look for perfection or that we have this all or nothing mentality. What we're looking for, again, is harmony. We are looking for the 80-20 rule, where 80% of the time, this is how we're behaving. Um, Yes, things come up. And sometimes it is really important that we take that call from the client. Maybe there's a huge project happening, or maybe there's an emergency and it's okay, right? Boundaries, again, don't mean completely, totally restrictive. It just means about setting good examples and creating healthy boundaries. Okay, so um, separating, first of all, the way I started separating work and personal life and making sure that I had clear boundaries of when I was working and when I wasn't. Um, Also creating boundaries on when I reply to clients and when I have meetings with those clients. I cannot have meetings with every client at the drop of a hat and when they want, right? My schedule, because I do time blocking and I am very um, focused on my calendar, my schedule is often, you know, booked up a couple of weeks in advance. You know, do I carve out some space every now and then for last minute meetings? I do, but it's still based on my schedule. So I don't just accept meetings at any given time. It has to work for me and what I have going on as well. So it's mutually beneficial. Um, I also really am clear on when I send and reply to clients and their requests. If I am going to be working on a client team building experience or I'm off-site with a group doing workshops um, or producing an experience for them or doing some trainings, I set an out-of-office with clear directions on who on my team could they reach if they needed and when I would be able to reply to them. I don't reply when I'm working on someone else's project. That's a boundary I'm holding and fulfilling with my client whose project I'm working on and with my other clients. They can then know that when it's their turn, I will be solely focused on them. I am much more effective when I am present and focused. And I know that now. Keeping my boundaries and really enforcing them, I guess, has allowed me to weed out the clients who don't appreciate me and don't value me. So now I really work with those clients that light me up, who appreciate my time, right? They don't keep me for an extra 45 minutes when my meeting is already ended. Or they don't ask me to do things outside of my scope because that's somebody else's role. And if they're not paying me for it, then that's not what my job is. And I have now ditched the clients that sucked my energy and took advantage of me. Is it always super clear and easy to detect when that's going to happen? No, but this is where boundaries give you that buffer to fall back on right? A reminder, oh, I'm sorry. I, it's Friday at 7 p.m. 
I actually don't answer emails until Monday morning at this time, right? Just a friendly reminder. It doesn't have to be cold. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be rude, but I will return your email at this time when I'm back at work. Okay, now I'm focused on my family or my own personal time. It doesn't even have to be family time. It could be your own time. And this doesn't make us, like I said, it doesn't make us rude. It doesn't make us less valuable. What it does make us is, you know, somebody whose time needs to be valued, somebody who needs to be treated with a bit of respect. And, you know, as a leader, what I have really found, not even just as a leader, as a human being, what I have really found is that people who don't respect your boundaries are either A, testing you to see if you're really going to hold that boundary, if that boundary um, includes them, okay? So they're testing you. You see this a lot with children, right? Don't run. And then they start to kind of run. It's like, if you let them run, they just pushed, they blew past your boundary, okay? Um, If you're ever looking for great examples on not holding boundaries or people who don't respect boundaries, it can often be seen in children because they just don't know. And it's kind of age appropriate to be testing those, but it's your response. How do you hold your boundaries? Do you do it with ease and a smile on your face, or do you lose your mind (laughs) and get really angry? I challenge you all to kind of go to the ladder and and um, do it with a smile on your face and just a gentle reminder. Hey, I said, don't run. You're going to fall, right? So either people are testing you to see if your boundaries are real or they are inconvenienced by your boundaries. They are inconvenienced, not you. They are. And what this is, is this is a them problem a them issue, not a you issue. Okay. You get to decide what your boundaries are and they get to decide whether or not they respect them. And then you get to decide whether or not you keep working with them. It's pretty simple. And leaders, here's the big challenge for you. Okay. You first need to be able to set boundaries for yourself and your team or those you lead. Okay. That's step one, setting your own boundaries. And then you need to practice keeping them, following through on those boundaries. And the final piece to this, you have to respect and honor other people's boundaries. So your team and your clients. Okay. It works both ways. Boundaries is not a, you must respect my boundaries, but I'm not going to respect yours. It has to go both ways. If you want your boundaries to be respected, you must respect other people's. So that means if you have a, we don't answer emails on the weekend policy, then don't send emails to your team or your clients on the weekend. Okay. They have, and I've definitely talked about this before on this podcast, there is a tool in your email 
that you can delay delivery and you can delay that delivery until office hours are back on. Okay, please respect your team's boundaries. Please respect your client's boundaries and they will then learn how to respect your boundaries. And again, we don't have to make this like a fight, like a hard thing where boundaries are, you know, you're kind of putting your stake in the ground and saying like, this is it, do not cross this line. There are friendly, compassionate, empathetic ways to express your boundaries and hold your boundaries without getting mad, frustrated, angry, all of those things. Okay. But it takes practice. And like everything we talk about on this podcast, practice, implementation, um, friendly reminders to yourself, and it is progress, right? Everything we're doing is about progress and we're taking baby steps. Okay. Especially if we're breaking some bad habits. I know for me that learning how to set boundaries, I had to do it one at a time. I had to ask myself, what is really bothering me about this situation? Oh, it's bothering me that they are emailing me on the weekend. Well, why are they emailing me on the weekend? Mm, It's because I reply to their emails on the weekend. So what can I do to stop that from happening is I can stop replying to emails or put a little out of office every weekend if I need to at the beginning to set that boundary. I can remind my clients, hey, just a heads up, I'm going away on vacation. I will not be checking my email during this time. If you need anything, please reach out to insert team member's name here, or I will reply to your email once I'm back on vacation. The key there is do not reply to their email until you are back on vacation. If you want people to hold your boundaries, you have to hold your own boundaries. And I say this with all the love and respect I have that I know it's hard. I know we are not going to be perfect. And boundaries can be uncomfortable. But when I started implementing boundaries, like I said before, I was way more productive because, again, I was owning my own time, I was owning my own priorities, and I was working within the means to which I wanted to. And I was working with the clients that I wanted to. I was then attracting more clients who respect that who also work that way right instead of having to make excuses of oh I'm sorry I can't do this I'm with my family they assumed I was with my family because they too were with theirs or they were going somewhere for their own personal professional development right I didn't see boundaries as an excuse of why I wasn't doing something I saw boundaries as a reason why I was doing something else So if you are a leader who is really struggling um, or your team is really struggling on having this conversation of what boundaries look like, or maybe you're not sure how you hold boundaries or if you are actually holding boundaries or respecting your team's boundaries, 
you know, just ask yourself these questions. Does it feel good? Does the work I'm doing feel good? Does the interaction feel good? Does this meeting that I'm going to feel good? Um, and then you can really start to see, is it sucking your energy or is it lighting you up? Okay. And, you know, again, 80-20 rule. If 80% of the time you feel great in your business and you feel great in your leadership, then keep on, right? But if it doesn't feel like that, then you may want to take a look at your boundaries and how you're setting them, communicating them, and practicing them each and every day, right? Every time someone tries to push my boundaries and, and test me, I, I see it as a little bit of a gift or a reminder that I'm still learning and I'm still practicing. And I say a little thank you in my head. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to practice holding boundaries. And then I hold that boundary and I move on. Or if I don't, I say to myself, I'll get them next time. So if you could use some help, feel free to reach on out. As always, um, you can follow me on Instagram. Or you can send me a direct message. I'm always here to talk things through with you or see how I can support you in your leadership journey um, and really help you find more ease and productivity in your business and leadership. Thanks again for listening and um, enjoy creating new boundaries. All right, all. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Now, if you liked what you heard, don't miss an episode. Subscribe to the Teams with Ed podcast on your favorite podcast player. While you're there, leave us a review. It helps others find us and helps us grow our community. We want to hear from you. Share with me what are your goals as a leader? What are your struggles? How about your successes? If you're interested in coaching, have an idea for the podcast, or just want to chat about your business challenges, you can find me on Instagram, where I'm ashley.livingstone, that's A-S-H-L-E-E dot L-I-V-I-N-G-S-T-O-N-E, or LinkedIn. Now, that's always Ashley with two E's. You can also find me through my website, ourforte.ca, O-U-R-F-O-R-T-E dot C-A. Thanks, everyone.